Hello and welcome to 10 Very Big Books, a Malazan read-through podcast. My name is AJ Falari, and I have not read all the books. I am reading them for the first time. Uh, with me today is my friend and closest confidant who has read all the books. It's Peter Bond. I am furious with Will Shorts and the New York Times. Sick of this liberal bullshit. We're going to bo- boycott the New York Times crossword section. The clue was greener energy source, and the answer was clean coal. I know. Fucking Ew, bullshit. Baby. I was so pissed. What the fuck is yeah. this? I didn't know I didn't know fucking big coal had bought up New York Times. I was so fucking pissed, too. Unbelievable. Which, unbelievable. Let me, let me knock out today's wordle while we're doing this intro. Also with me is the light of my life, the star of my world, India Jones. I was really not sure how you were going to top friend and closest confidant, (laughs) but you did that. Good morning, everyone. I'm glad. I really tried. And the person I made all these wax figures for, it's Joshua Baker. And look, I know what you're thinking. Yes, it is a sex thing. Yes, I squeeze them with my toes. (laughs) I'm glad that we have that cleared up because I was yeah. I was curious what you did with them and why you kept asking. Now we know why he's getting into Warhammer. It's right. a, it's yeah, a sex it's thing. Just, exactly. There you go. Today on the show, the Malazan, this Malazan read-through show, uh, we're talking about chapters 21 and 22 of Reaper's Gale by Stephen... I almost, I almost gave him a fake middle name. Stephen Erickson. I feel like we're not on that level. I feel like I can't call him like... Stephen Thomas Erickson. Stephen D. and Erickson. Thomas is a good one. Well, that's my middle name. All right. <laughs> Let's pull it. <laughs> I don't I, I I don't have an intro bit today, but I did get some new pens from the local wholesale store. So my notes today are in black and red pen so that I know when I want to ask a question. Because notoriously, that's something I have a hard time doing. That's really smart. Thank you. What's what's your guys pen life? I, I know there's a, there's a few people in some discords I'm in who are extremely into fountain pens. Do you guys like pens? Uh, or are you more of like a I mean, Josh, you're a teacher, so you're probably using red pen all the time. I don't use a red pen ever. Really? Uh, I, I am very particular about black pens. I will buy one singular one to test out if I like it, and then I will go buy a pack. And then when I finish with that pack, I will go try out a new type of pen. Josh, why don't you use red pens? Uh, well, it's pretty great. You see, I teach band, so I essentially never give written work. <laughs> Nice. That makes sense because yeah. I, I because I use the red pen all the time and yeah. only well it, you it, teach it makes language yeah. so yeah Josh what's your what's um, your go to right now I literally couldn't tell you if I tried oh uh, well Pete you like a red pen what's your red pen game uh cheap is what my <laughs> game is um I'm what am I gonna fucking have an opinion about pens not for me that's not my life no. I mean God bless people I'm not trying to whatever but I'm just like. I, you know, those dollar stores, just like here's 70 pens. Yeah, That's what works for me. Oh, I can't do that. No, I do buy the nice three packs. Like, I think I do think I'm using Sharpies right now for the record. Mm. I think I'm using Sharpie pens. I do. I like a marker pen. I do like a marker pen. India, what about you? You have any opinions? I fucking hate a marker pen. Anything with like ink that like spreads is awful. I'm more of like a mm. gel kind of girl. Um, pens are really important in my sister and my friend Kemley's line of work. They're nurses. Yeah. So I've really learned a lot about pen things. Do you know what's fucked? You know, in school, everyone's like, you should use pencils. You can erase your work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you get into the real world. Everyone's like, get that pencil out of my sight. Absolutely. We're only using yeah. pens in this house. Absolutely. You know? The only time... 
I remember uh, literally, you know, using pencils all through everything. And then at the SATs, they're like, you have to fill this part out in pen. And I was I panicked. Uh, I was like, do, Wait, we all no. remember, do you remember the hardest part of the SAT is they hand it to you and they're like, now write this entire go flip it over. And on the back, there's a whole test, like, 100%. you know, test morals paragraph. You had to copy in cursive. Yeah. And it was the in worst cursive. fucking uh, part. Anyway, we're millennials, so. <laughs> we're we're part of that very small group also that has to say our SAT scores on a 2400 scale. And it like it, it was only for like those four yeah. years. So it never and makes sense. And now it's going anybody. back. Oh, my God. It's like, I know. All right. Well, this intro has gone on for too long. This, it, well, I guess this was radio. We're we're a Malazan. We're we're doing Malazan. Yeah, we're clearly. I, hey, I said that up front. <laughs> if you can't tell if you missed that and you can't tell this is Malazan's show, that's on you. But let's let's go ahead and get into it. I'll read my notes written by my Sarasa Dry X30 black pen. Let's go. Here I got go. Wordle number five. <laughs> Me too. No, I was I was also a number five today. Good job. Chapter 21. Fiddler and Gessler's squads have gotten separated. Through the eyes of a cat, Bottle sees that the village ahead has been taken by another group of bone hunters. Hellion and her squad are getting drunk in a tavern. They figured out who to liberate. The indebted. Fiddler and Gessler and Stormy's squads make it to the tavern. Stormy brings out some ale and flagons carved with what Gessler thinks is old early. Korik demands Smiles get rid of her blecker worm fetishes. She refuses. Bottle sees that there are eater coming. Hundreds of them. Beak has been covering the bone hunter's tracks without rest for days. Faradan Sort tells him to rest, but he can't. The candles won't go out. The Eater begin their assault on the village. Korab's luck continues to keep him alive. Badin Gruk joins up with Sergeant Primley's squad, and they join the battle in the village, ultimately turning the tides and leading to an Eater retreat. Smiles asks Korik to lie about her being a royal, so Skulldeath from the 10th will lay with her. Skulldeath has been saving his seed for royalty, Bottle tells Korik that Skull Death is a type of flower that hijacks the growth of other flowers, proliferating its spread. Quickben hears the Imas singing in Eris All, the first language. Hedge tells Quick he thinks Tavor is marching to face the crippled god, and that he's skeptical of Quick working with Shadow Throne and Cotillion. Troll talks to Hostile Raider who tells him that this Talon is an illusion, preserved by a bentracked bone caster who sacrificed herself, but that the illusion is fading. Hostile believes that he and his people must prepare for the illusion to dissipate, but Rud Alal is not having it. Onrak pledges to stay by Rud's side, not being able to bear losing his humanity again. Troll waxes poetic about the power of friendship. Quickben observes Hostile Raider kneeling to pledge allegiance to Rude, and tells Hedge that the finest of Scavendary Blood Eye is here. Right here. Saren Padak observes her companion some more. Udinas reveals Clip's rings and chain to be a garrote. Quickly deflecting, Clip begins to walk through the huge gate ahead of them. 
Clip and Silchus Ruin each walk through, followed by Udenas and Kettle holding hands, and finally, Fear and Seren. They emerge into a world covered in volcanic ash, three blazing suns in a pitch black sky. All around them, scores of dead dragons. Clip turns to face the group and welcomes them to Starvald Demolane. All right. Uh, so this uh, chapter battle happens. A lot of battles this week in these I, in these chapters. I loved both these chapters so much. I, Josh, I I knew you would. And don't worry, yeah. we'll we'll get to it. But first, I these have, were these were written for Josh. Right, Baker. these were written. These were Josh chapters. Um, but first, I do have a question for Pete. And Pete, I know you texted me immediately before we started recording. It was like, make sure you ask Josh and India most of the questions. Would you want Hellion to liberate you? You know, I, it's always nice when you spend some time with characters like this. And <laughs> I find like these moments are kind of what makes you attach to Hellion more as a character, mm. I feel. I mean, I already like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just I kind of enjoy hanging out with her sometimes. And uh, there is this trophy taking aspect that's a little grim. Um, but I, I just enjoy... I enjoy this pre part of the battle with them. So I wouldn't mind being liberated by Hellion. Yeah, I thought that was pretty. I don't know. I guess I guess Hellion's squad is really the only one who's like been in the shit, right? Like everybody else has kind of just like come across Eater and stuff to battle. But I feel like like Hellion has like been to I mean, villages, obviously. Has anybody else like have any of the other armies? Well, I feel like that we hear uh, Hellion squad we definitely see, but the other squads have definitely been fighting. We just I feel like hear about it more. Yeah, but my understanding. But have they been in like village? Like have they been in situations where they would have been able to liberate the indebted? Do you think? I don't know if that's really made clear. I feel like the difference is that what they were told was kill Eater. Yeah. And Hellion is the one who has made the decision to kill Letheri specifically. Like, you know, even if it's a subset of them, everyone else has been doing their best to not kill Letheri as much as possible. Mm, Okay. Yeah, that tracks. I just thought that was interesting that like, I I, I think it's cool. I think it's good that they have found like... Uh, a people who need liberating hellion's a genius yeah yeah honestly a drunken genius i think is what the tour read read calls her at one point but yeah uh so then we the bone hunters are all coming back together we're all coming hanging out in the tavern there's a weird uh flagon of ale that has maybe the word risen purple on it i really stared at that sentence for minutes trying to think of like (laughs) whose name could this be (laughs) because it's gotta mean something And hey, uh, apparently, apparently you don't need to have a finger bone fetish uh, in order to be a bone hunter because Smiles is just walking around with dicks on her uh, fucking like dicks as a necklace. Yeah, see, that's what I meant. And that's a bit that's a bit. Grim. It's a bit grim. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty funny, though. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I think it's played for laughs. I think it's a bit grim. <laughs> it's super grim. It's definitely grim. And it's definitely also played for laughs. And it did make me mm. laugh the first time I read it. I was like, what are these weird worms? And I read the the paragraph again. I was like, oh, they're not worms. Uh, we're back with Beak. India, these these are some Beak heavy chapters. What were you? Th- what do you think about? I mean, we started off with Beak. How did that how that strike you for the setting the tone for these chapters? I love Beak. Yeah. Still. As I read these chapters, I was starting to wonder. I feel like something's happening with Beak. Power mm. is getting a little, you know, overwhelming. The can mm-hmm. the, the candle the candles won't go out. 
And then yeah. another time they were like, I forgot what exactly the conversation was, but Beak was like, well, you guys are with me. And if with you, if you're with me, you'll be fine. And I was yeah. like, the fuck does that mean? Beak? It's another one of those things where like when, when somebody else says it, you're like, yeah, sure. But when Beak says it, it's like, oh no, this is like a prophecy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, he, is, he is being very honest. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was like intrigued by that at the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love Beak's POV. Yeah, we'll come back to it. Don't worry. So there's this big battle down in the village. Bunch of shit's happening. Korab is just getting lucky again and again. That's the Uh, funniest thing. Every time the luck things happen, I just laugh. Like he like doesn't know what to do and and then tripped. And every and it was just so funny. Oh, yeah. And the tripping like worked out. Everyone. (laughs) And someone was like, someone was like, you got to make sure you're aiming your 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 spears or your whatever he was shooting because you can't tell me that you meant to bounce it off that plate and into that guy's yeah, head yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn would you guys have like i feel like this is the one of the things that like i for sure know if we weren't doing the podcast i would have forgotten about the korab opon connection do you mm. feel like that oh by now yeah for sure so funny you mentioned that i was gonna ask you guys <laughs> i forgot why he was so lucky and there i you go. still did so Podcast didn't help me remember that. I guess I guess the Opon thing makes sense. Like I would have assumed that, but Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, he has unnatural. When did it luck, happen? Right? It was in it, in Bone Hunters. I don't exactly remember what it was. I think it was it was from an Opon POV, wasn't it? Or something. It's just kind of like said that he's touched right, by Opon, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't exactly remember what the inciting event was, but it's definitely something I can't not think about anymore. Like, yeah, well, I had forgotten it that it even was a thing yeah. until we talked about it on the podcast a couple a few a good few episodes ago. But now it's in my head forever. Right. Yeah. It's just like one of those things. Like every time Korab comes up, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? And I feel like this would be one of those things that, like, if I was reading this on my own for the first time, I like would forget about it, and then eventually later I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about this. And then on a reread. It would be like, it's right there every single time. Um, mm-hmm. Like even in this scene, there's like a pile of bodies because, you know, it's hundreds of Eater uh, storming this town and <laughs> Korab ends up on the bottom of this body pile somehow. And then he's like, luckily, though, he climbs out. It's like, OK, well, um, right. Yeah. Uh, so the battle happens. Um, and then I, uh, I, you know, I just want to oh, kind of yeah. jump in. I mean, my understanding is that Korab's great luck even extends to his time in House of Chains. So. Um, I would not. Oh, I, I do think he it's gets lucky oh, right, in House of Chains. He, he had the, the helmet with the munition, puts, but I don't think we yeah, know yeah, how yeah, he gets yeah. lucky then. But I think they Shit. spell out more in text the connection in Bone Hunters. So I was just like, they definitely say touched by Opon at some point. Yeah, I think Hunters, they bring I mean, that into the text. I'm just uh, clarifying, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I completely forgot. I can't believe I forgot about that scene because I was so hot on that. Uh, that helmet over the cusser scene because it's so good. It is. Battle happens. It's fine. Bone Hunters. It's fine. It's, I mean, it's not fine. It will be fine uh, because <laughs> we meet a whole right. new squad with a whole bunch of new names. Indio, what do you think about Bad and Gruck? What do you think about Sergeant Primley? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I asked you this question. So when I'm reading these books, usually I'm just like reading and I try my absolute hardest to not have to reread things 15 times. But I swear, mm-hmm. when I saw the name Baddened Gruck, Ruffle, um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, there's no way. 
There's no way that these are new people. Like, when did I meet these people? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I had that that same moment. I thought Primly sounded really familiar, but that was the only one. They all like they mm. uh, Gruck. I don't know where I've seen a U and a K before, but I was like, yeah. I definitely know this person. And it was until just now that you're telling me that we're just meeting them that I now I'm like, OK, fine. I guess we never met them before. I, I personally can't remember us. meeting. It might have been a no, name. Definitely that we- not. Definitely not. I, I just don't like to believe that I've never met anyone in the eighth book of in the seventh book of a series. I right. Oh, yeah. Now, these are all brand new folk, I guess. Yeah. I love yeah. I love um, them all. I love them all. I think my favorite one is vastly blank. Who's the one who just has a really bad short term memory? Oh, is that their shtick? I didn't get a lot of the shticks, yeah. I'll be honest. I just kind of was. That was like the only one I, I picked just up vibing. on. It's really good. His name is Vastly Blank and he forgets stuff. Really, really good shit. Also, something interesting, and maybe it's not, uh, Pete, you could, or, or uh, you know, anyone, correct me if I'm wrong, but like there's a fair amount of Dalhanese people in yep. this squad. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that I was reading that right. That's pretty interesting, I think, right? Of like a whole squad of Dalhanese people. I don't know. Did we think that was interesting at all? He was like, Let, let's throw some color in this book. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throw a little I melanin mean, guess, in this like, book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess in like real wars and stuff, there was like the, um, oh, fuck. My history's not good. Oh, God. They were the vanguard for like the Marines in like Vietnam or whatever. They would send like all of the the black soldiers and stuff like up front. Sure. It's not unheard of how to have like a squad yeah. or a battalion have some. sort Yeah. Of but like anyway, that, yeah, I'm not. Uh, one of them has Otataro blades. I didn't clock. Yeah, that who was, it was. Just, I thought that one was kind of like, well, you're just you're just really just sliding that one in, huh? Yeah, <laughs> he's just got two blades that he's really good with. I was like, OK, in fairness, I feel like that's like a super useful thing, like pretty. Oh, I feel definitely. like it should be common. They definitely. should commonly have Otatero. I think they should, but they distinctly don't commonly. So I was like, who's this fool? Yeah, I think part of it is it's probably dangerous to have those blades when you have squad mages like how you know, hard if, is it to not? Well, but if I think if everybody has them, I think the power probably gets amplified in some way. You know, right. I don't know. So uh, we meet this whole squad. We do this whole thing. Uh, we meet uh, the best boy, Vastly Blank. And then they all head in and turn the tides of the battle in the village. The midnight tides. Yeah. Yes, India. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. But before they they're able to, like, get there and, and cause the eater retreat, there's some some people die. Herb mm. gets injured. There's some uh, I think Lutz dies. Who? Lutz? I don't know. Just one of the I'm just trying to think. There's some minor named bone hunters that yeah. that 100% could be the name of a character. I forgot that person existed. Person does exist and they are dead now. Some people some sad. people they did exist. Some Damn. people perish for Brutal. sure. Uh, and then we we head into the aftermath. We got this. We're still hanging out with the Marines. I guess they're not technically Marines anymore, huh? They are. How do you know who's a Marine and who's not? Everyone that is on the land invasion is a Marine. Yeah, all the all the bone hunters are, I think, are just colloquially they call no, them Marines. Not true. Oh, oh, it's just like Fiddler and Gessler because squad Tavor's army, the army coming on the boats, are not Marines. Right. Yeah, like Fiddler and Gessler squad and Stormy and stuff. All them, they are the Marines. And then yeah, every, every everyone we see in this chapter from the Malazan POV is a Marine. And what is everyone else? The infantry. Yeah. You know the general army. Yeah, they don't have any cavalry. I'm pretty sure. Uh, nope, they do have the couple remnants of the uh, armies from Seven Cities, and yeah. some of them do have horses. Anyway, um, so we're hanging with, with the Marines, um, and Smiles tells us about this character named Skulldeath, who does not nut. New favorite character. Um, 
I, I'm like really up in the air. Um, about Pete, not I wanna, nutting? No, just about this whole skull death thing. About like he he sleeps with men and women? Question mark. He does not sleep with women. He does yet. not sleep with women. Okay, because he doesn't want to nut because he's saving it for the for royalty. Right. Uh, what's your, what's this the, app? What's this apprehension in your voice? I don't know. It just like felt kind of weird. And, and I think I think really what struck me was the the final like line of that or, or final part of that section of Coric asking Bottle like, oh, these herbs that you're giving smiles so that she doesn't get pregnant. And Bottle's like, oh, no, that's not what those herbs do. They turn men who enjoy sleeping with men into men who enjoy sleeping with women. And then Coric or, or or whoever. Yeah, I guess it was Coric at the at the end of that section is like, oh, poor smiles. And like, that's it. And like, I don't know. It just like struck me in kind of a weird way. I was like, I don't. Is this a gag? Are we goofing? I don't know if I'm supposed to laugh at this. Like, I don't think like it didn't strike me as particularly funny, but like poor smiles. Why? Because Skulldeath likes to sleep with men and the not nutting for royalty is just a, a, a thing they're making up. But I don't know if it is because later when Hellion's like, I'm the queen of Cartool, he's like, I'm ready to nut. So I don't know. It just like feels like we're playing up skull death sleeping with men as like a like it just feels like a gay joke i guess i don't know i think that i mean it sounds like the guy is like super duper confused and like knows he should like from his family perspective be into women and have a child but probably just isn't interested in that but also that he is severely confused about everything he wants and desires in his life so yeah very confusing fellow very good at killing though very good at killing is the thing yeah you know he never came at all, not even in his sleep. Not even in his Which sleep. Which is impressive. Okay. I don't know much about but that, but... I just, like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what banging dudes means if you're not nutting. Like, what is? what are we getting <laughs> What's on? What's the it? point? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, it sounds like he is being a bottom and choosing to willfully not nut after, like, during or after the intercourse. Well, that, mm. the, what mm. it just mean? I don't know, man. It's... Edging. <laughs> edging, guys. Edging. edging. Yeah. Remember when we talked about edging? Yeah, I was just say we're back to edging. I didn't know what it was. I, I don't know. I, do I, know. I wish there were more gay dudes or dudes banging in this series, and uh, I just feel like this is another weird, you know. I just feel like there are few, so few gay men in the series, and, uh, you know, I guess there's a few bi men, and I just feel like in that void to just have another dude who I guess is like, I don't know, it's just like I wish there was more there, and this guy is like, I, I guess technically this guy counts and it just feels like a total flattening or a, 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 to, a just a pedance of acknowledgement to a whole type of uh, it feels like crumbs mm. so that's what my frustration is yeah i think that's fair but yeah, we right. definitely don't see a lot of them i can't name any off the top of my head yeah besides Tavor. the adjunct i guess Tavor's yeah. the most prominent listen it's a whole other subject that's i, I really want to stay that focus on other stuff today but it's just yeah okay yeah can we can, can i can i point mm. out aj is yes. this the chapter that we find out that uh uh masan gali has a has a sibling in this army in this unit masan galani yeah i didn't figure that out <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, someone in here is straight up named last name of Galani, and like I can't remember who it was though. Oh, well, that's not helpful. Uh, I didn't. I didn't clock that. I thought it was something to do with Skull Death, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, here it is. 
Skull Death formula, last surviving male of the Futani royal line of the Galani tribe. Oh, Whoa. okay. So they're part of a Galani tribe, but maybe they're not related. But that's okay. still pretty interesting, though. I, I don't know. I, think I did catch nice. that. I was like, oh, like Masan, because they're from the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. I thought they were siblings, but maybe they're just in the same tribe. That's a fun co- connection. Thanks, thanks, Josh. That is a this cool is spot. Jo- I, I actually, that's pretty interesting. So yeah. Oh. Oh, wait, can I? Yeah. Can I real quick? The Discord's been yelling at us. I think I put the pieces together on Rotalal and Sharkalal. Okay. Sure. Um, I do think there is a scene in the in one of the earlier books where they're just like in the Mecro City, mm. and I think they just see a dead person or a house or some sort of thing with the name Alal, and that's clearly now Sharkalal's great uncle who went there and yeah, died. Yeah, there's and an Iraq. I think, ar- they, just, Arach, I think they just choose that name as Rud's last name or something. I feel like that happens maybe. Pete, am I close? The Discord says you can tell us. They say they have. There's no impact on us knowing this. My understanding is that is that is the connection honestly before i did not know that connection before i looked it up while you guys were talking on the last show because i was like what the fuck are these guys talking about that's insane and then i looked it up as like well i guess it's technically this thing but i believe you first pitched you were like they're brother and sister or something insane right right, which, right but no it's just like he saw the name of the metro city and took it is that right which i think it's like a pretty cool deep cut you know yeah so Interesting. It was only when the Discord was like, they know this, that I like was like, uh, oh, yeah, very vaguely. I yeah. sort of remember It is this. one of those yeah. things that's not really like spelled out. It's just like if you really connect to disparate dots, you know. And yeah. what is the point of that? Why the fuck do I want to connect disparate dots when <laughs> I'm reading you're looking a for disparate points dot. and reasons? If you want points and reasons, <laughs> Mousen's not the book series for you. We're doing a connect the dots Sorry puzzle, and then there were two dots way, way out away from the puzzle that were uh, Shirk and Rudalal. That <laughs> have you no connect, point you in being those connected. Dots. Right, and doesn't yeah. matter if they're ever connected. Yeah, exactly. If you <laughs> if you look at this picture from this totally weird angle, then you'll see something not really relevant to the picture. And if you remember the other picture from three books ago. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's pretty cool to be honest, but whatever. I get what I get your point. Inge. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I don't yeah. find it pretty cool. Um, <laughs> to be honest. Note yeah. noted. Uh, so. Moving on from the Bone Hunters in this village, we head on back over to Talon, question mark? This place that is apparently an illusion. Uh, Quick Ben hears, hears the IMAS singing in Eris All, which apparently isn't just the name of a thing, of a being. It is also the name of the language. Mm, uh, yeah. So that's not confusing at all. The first language. Uh, number one. Number one. Quick Ben and Hedge talk a little bit about... Uh, Shadow Throne and Cotillion. India, what do you think? Do you think uh, Tavor is marching against the crippled god? And why? Right. That's the question. What right. do I think? I don't know where Tavor... I have no idea where Tavor is going. I have no idea why Tavor is going. Mm-hmm. The crippled god thing, I could say yes. But if you asked me if she was marching toward Rulad, I'd say yeah. So <laughs> I don't know why or how... Or with like what confidence she would be doing that, mm-hmm. but it, it I feel like you're asking me that for a question for a reason, and thus I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, no, I mean I it, it came up in the chapter. I thought it was interesting, so I asked. Right, but it's like if it, that's the thing too. I don't. I just don't know. I don't trust anything the chapters tell me. Either. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's a good call. What it's do you think choice. about what do you think about uh, also in this quick man hedge conversation? We get a sorry name drop. Sorry name think, drop. What do we think Absalar's up to? <laughs> 
completely forgot she existed. <laughs> Me too. Until I saw the sorry name drop, I was like, oh, fuck. There's this whole other character that I completely forgot about. We have, we have, yeah, there are multiple other groups of people from last right. book that have just not turned up at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we kind well, of assumed that, though, like when they were leaving, when they were making their final exit, it was like, well, I wonder if we're ever going to see them again. And Steve yeah. was like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we've seen we've seen her little friends. I can't remember their names. They've been in this book. I forget where or, and why, but they were in this book for a second. Oh, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, dra- the dragons, the dragons, the dragons. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, I can't remember their names. What Pete? What are their names? Cursed and Ruddle, Cursed and Spuddle, uh, Tellerist, Tellerist and Curdle. There you go. I was pretty you, good. You, you, you were pretty had the good, sound. Josh. You had the the Erdle sound. Yeah, you knew you had um, to gurgle. Yeah, uh, Josh. What do you have any thoughts about this this quick man hedge convo? Uh, just that I wish everyone in this group. You know, I really want to like this group. Mm. And do you know what's stopping me from liking this group <laughs> is that I have decided I don't like hedge at all. And I'm really with hedge. Yeah. What does and you know who else doesn't be? like hedge is quick Ben. <laughs> so I'm with quick Ben. <laughs> you on can this tell one. he's a little miffed with them. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of annoyed with hedge. He's not my favorite, especially after so long with Fiddler. Uh, so just not a huge fan. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. To all those hedge apologists out there, it's okay. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> you don't have to tell me I'm wrong. Guys, what's a lance? A lance, a lance mm. is like a spear that you couch under your arm and you only use it while riding on a horse. You know, like a knight's tail when they like joust. Yeah. Yeah. Those are lances. There's a lot it's a of lances being used in this chapter. That's like because the, there's a lot of horse fighters. Or, yes. And that's like the eater weapon of choice as well. All right. Or I guess it's, it's troll's weapon of choice. As a spear then? No, they're not the same as a spear. A spear you can throw. A lance is like heavy and big. Oh, I don't know, AJ. I would say a javelin you can throw. A javelin you can throw. A spear spear is a two-handed weapon. You can throw a spear, but javelins are designed for throwing. But I think think the distinction between a spear and a lance is I don't think you could throw a lance. You can't throw a lance. It's too heavy. So you could throw a spear. So I'm not wrong. Yeah, but I could throw a dog. Doesn't mean they're designed for throwing. (laughs) Yeah, but if you say, what's the difference between this? What's the difference between a a, a chihuahua and a St. Bernard? You say, well, you can throw a chihuahua. Okay. Wait, one more thing. You're you're saying. So when they're like. (laughs) Feet's facing. When they're like what? (laughs) Go ahead, India. When Hellion gets like, they're like lances speeding past her. Is that people on horses then? No, they were, oh. he was using the word lances, but like it's more, it would have been more appropriate to call it a spear javelin probably. I guess probably there is a, I guess some people probably do call them lances, but, but that no, they were spears being thrown by her head. Four lances speeding Hellion's way came close. Well, then in that case, Steve chose to use the word lance. You can throw scenario. lances. You heard yeah, it. But it's not the same weapon. He's just using yeah. the words interchangeably. Uh, uh, Pete, you've been trying to say something for like four minutes. <laughs> Uh, it's true. I was going to say we should go to Medieval Times. That was my pitch. <laughs> I love Medieval Times. I've only been once so good. Me. You couldn't fucking pay me. No. Oh my God, serious? India. We have India. to go now that you said that to me. Guys. What's your beef with Medieval Times? Sorry, what's your big turkey leg with Medieval Times? You eat a big Wait. turkey leg? You're like, I bet the You're blue guy is going to win. soup without a spoon? It just seems like kind of gross if you it oh, is okay. gross is fine. oh my god it is gross it's a yeah, little it's gross, gross but come on and like i don't know like we don't how are the horses treated what if like mm. a hot heath ledger is there talking about lancing i don't know i haven't seen night tales in a while I, have, I guess that's what it's about heath ledger 
their horses well. He's in a knight's tail. He's in a knight's He's tail. He's a full skeleton at this point. <laughs> Jesus. All right, so I'm on I'm on so <laughs> yummy. Oh my <laughs> Who's a full skeleton? Heath Ledger. Oh, oh yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie doodle. Uh, I'm I'm reading on so yummy.com uh their article, uh former 23 employees from Medieval Times share their secrets. And it does say the horses are generally treated well. Oh, thank God. I thought the sentence was going somewhere else, Josh. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> We're still in Salan. We uh get this whole combo between hostile raider talking about oh this is an illusion we should be ready to turn back into dust because once the illusion fades we're not going to be able to bear it or whatever um rudelau's like no that's not going to happen and unrak's like yeah sure i'll agree with you and rudelau's like really and then unrak does not say anything back but does does uh cause uh hostile raider this character who we have just been introduced to, I think, uh, to immediately 180 on their stance and be like, well, I guess we're with you. <laughs> like, OK, well, this was an interesting couple of paragraphs that we've just kind of turned back around on ourselves. Josh, do you um, think I kind of oh, love sorry. this? I, I want to just jump in. I kind of love the whole illusion conversation, because to me, mm. there's an element here where it's like a lot of these people have and they were kind of talking about their trauma. And to me, it's like, is this an illusionary paradise? Is this kind right. of a mate is like, or is this actually a place? Is this somewhere we can go? And and, and is there a place to go after this trauma? Um, is there a new ground, so to speak? So I just kind of enjoyed that conversation. So mm. and like the friendship's beautiful. We love the friendship. The friendship is beautiful. That's what that's what happens. I was going to ask Josh, do you think that there's a betrayal coming? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think they. it seemed pretty clear to me that if they were going to fucking do it, it was going to be now. Yeah. So I, I don't really think there's going to be betrayal coming. I think if anyone's going to betray anyone, I think it's going to be Rulau knowing more than he lets on oh. and not really being super truthful with the with like exactly what's going to happen. You know, so you don't think Rude is actually this idealistic man child. Well, we'll see. You know, it's hard to it's hard to say when we've only known him for this little bit. Sure. I mean, he's like the son of a dragon, you know, and yeah. that dragons are notoriously, you know, the worst. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, I really don't love the dragon hate. <laughs> I mean, India, every dragon we've met, except maybe Anamanda Rake, but he's like he's uh, Andy first dragon second, I think. They've been pretty bad. Wow. I get he he has to choose one. Wow, AJ. AJ, that's a little <laughs> I'm I'm also using, you know, other books I've read and it's very it's there are the occasional good dragons. But do you know what they're outweighed by is the millions more bad ones. I mean, so there's like a dragon genocide. Yeah, it's, that's not great. That's, you are you are that not is wrong. True. I'd be pretty pissed too, guys. I'd be pretty pissed too. <laughs> all right, all right. No, that's right. Fair dragon enough. solidarity, baby. <laughs> you heard it here I first. I stand with dragons. <laughs> I can't wait for the um, next book for us to find out dragons are the most evil fucking creatures in India. Well, I just like this back. No, the jag cut is. <laughs> wow. I, I do think India's on to something with the, the dragons just like being pissed because they're all of their people were killed. They're not necessarily evil. They're just like fucking mad. But I do feel like like of all fantasy tropes that we're kind of straying away from in this book, Steve can like like one of the only consistents is that like, no, dragons are still bad in this universe as well. I don't know. Are right. Jellerist and Curdle bad? 
Uh, I, I would not so. say they're I think I think they're just waiting for their moment. Yeah, they've talked multiple times about if we were bigger, we would just kill them all. Like they right. said that dragons are like the cats of like violent animal. Tell no turtle and oh, 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 OK, yeah, 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 they're like cats. Like, yeah, they'd kill you if they could, but they're small, so they can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Quick Ben says the finist is here. Cool, I guess. Uh, yeah, whatever that means. Right. Uh, and then we get some. Like, is that why he's just looking at stones, like seeing are any of you magical stones? Yeah, I think like, he's just going through pebbles because yeah. he's looking for yeah. the finest. And then we go to uh, the Saren crew up in front of a big gate. Uh, oh. Udenas outs clip for being an assassin because he's got a garrot. And then they and then they walk through a gate. And that's really all that. that I mean, and Saren does some she, she she compares Eater and Lethary cultures in terms of like uh, like gendered. Uh, I don't know, not hierarchy, but like there, there's different things that happen in Eater society that that don't happen in Lether society in regards to like gender. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pete, did you think anything about these this this kind of introspection and, and thought from Saren or? Um, I guess I would like to know more about it, I suppose. Uh, but I feel like some of the world building around that is I don't feel like it's very substantial. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I read a section like this, or I alluded to that thing earlier. I, I guess I just feel a sense of like, what are what 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 do you mean? You know, and I just have like, you know, I I know because I know how much it's addressed, and it's not addressed that much. So right. I I don't I don't know I don't I don't super bite into it. So mm. yeah, I I just feel a type of frustration. You know, ooh, frustration with these books, these ten books. I don't think you've ever been frustrated on this podcast ever. It, it, it's like, what do you even mean, bro? What do you mean? That's how I feel. Okay. So then uh, we walk through this gate. We're in Starvald Demolane. It's just all volcanic ash and dead dragons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't it always dead yeah. dragons? That doesn't seem good. <laughs> right? I don't know. Right. Who killed these dragons? Who are these yeah. dragons? We've seen like slight bits of them being sort of dead and crucified before. Right. But now they're all there. Right. Yeah, it's not great. We have seen dead dragons, but this is like, like India said, this is like a dragon genocide or something. But I don't know. Oh, I guess we'll find out later in these books. Does anybody else have any thoughts before we move on to our patrons? No, nope, we, we, we can't. We cannot yet. And we're oh. cutting in. That's right, Josh. Peter and Josh are stealing the podcast to quick take us away into an epigraph section. That's right. We have a great epigraph to this chapter. We do. And I will read it now. Open to them your hand to the shore. Watch them walk into the sea. Press upon them all they need and see them yearn for all they want. Gift to them calm pool of words. Watch them draw the sword. Bless upon them the satiation of peace. See them starve for war. Grant them darkness and they'll lust for light. Deliver to them death and you hear them beg for life. Beget life and they will murder your kin. Be as they are and see you different. Show wisdom and you are a fool. The shore gives way to the sea. And the sea, my friend, does not dream of you. Gang, gang, what's up, Steve? Shout out. Great poem. It's a legend. It's an all-star for a reason. You know, we love this yeah, one. Yeah, so good. It's really, really good. Really, I skip really good. every epigraph. I know, uh. India. But it's like <laughs> the sea, India, does not dream of you. And it's like the shore is giving way to the sea, you know? Yeah. yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's like maybe the world's indifferent, baby. Do you ever think about that? Whoa. Whoa, wow. man. 
Whoa, man. Anyway, shout uh, out to the Sheikh. It's a great prayer, and it's a well, one of the best poems for a reason. So, yeah, good shit. And before we move on to the next chapter, let's thank our lovely people on Patreon. India, do you want to thank our lovely people? I would love nothing more than to thank our lovely people. First and foremost, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you. And I've written a little song. Oh. <gasps> the Patreon. We love you all for your support. Another one. TJ. <laughs> 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 I'm going to thank you all one by one. Thank you, Christoph, Mark, Stannis, the Manis, Jim, Bewley's, Doncho, Sierra, Ian, Super Nintendo, Chalmers, Brent, Brent. Mally, or Molly, Hans. Hans! We got him. You need to end on Hans. You're on T Hans. On three, Peter, you do the low. Josh, you do the middle. I'll do the high, and AJ, right. hate, you do the, the, the super low. One, oh. two, okay. three. Um. <laughs> were we saying I said Hans? Yeah, no, what I said Hans. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. India, thank you so much for that. That was great. Everybody... <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much. Uh, I know we haven't uh, thanked you over the last couple of episodes, so sorry about that. But uh, if if we had, you wouldn't have gotten that lovely song. So well, really, happy who's... happy new year! And the show is supported so much by their patrons. We feel really gratitude, immense amount of gratitude about. It, so yes, yes, yes. That's why I thank wrote you. that song for you. For gratitude. All right. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Let's move on. Chapter 22. Gaskarol Trom once again saves Brol Handar's life from Lethary assassins. He reflects on Factor Letter Annex's penchant for redundancies. Brol Handar wakes up feeling refreshed and ready for battle. He talks briefly with Atri Preda Bivat about their plans for the coming skirmish. They only have two mages left in their encampment. Torrent harasses Tok some more after Tok finishes writing the next chapter's epigraph. Redmask has asked Tok to be ready to take the children in the event that Gunthmok and Sug Chirak fall. Tok is worried about these Kachanchamal. Three Falari heavies, Loopback, Drawfirst, and Sholi, observe Gessler and Stormy, taking note of their golden skin. Lookback thinks they betrayed Fenir but the trio agrees that they will die beside the pair. Beak tells Faradan, Sort, and Keneb that Fiddler, Gessler, and Hellion's squads are up ahead in the village. He's able to sense every squad mage's power and says that Stormy and Gessler were reforged in the fires of Talan. He talks about Telus, the fires that dragons would fly through to gain immunities. Beak explains that soon there will be thousands of Eater troops upon the village. Bottle technically has a conversation with Nepfero, a Dalhanese mage from Baden Grux squad. The Bone Hunters begin a quick retreat from the city. Korab thinks this will be the Bone Hunters' last stand, 
He believes he will finally get the glorious death that Leoman robbed him of. Siren Kinar and the Letheri forces look out onto the Malaz-occupied town, praising their battle prowess. As Letheri mages make their way to the battle stations on Kusan Tapi, the Kachain Shamal, the damned lizards, emerge from the muck and cut them down. Master tactician Natarkis defies Redmask's battle plan and immediately engages with Eater forces on the opposite side of the Letheri encampment. Brolhandar observes this all ambush, arrows descending onto his squad. They all begin to retreat, but are taken down by the Blue Rose Calvary. Natarkis thinks of freedom as he dies. The Letheri begin using the bodies of fallen soldiers as human shields from the onslaught of all arrows. As they close in, they throw these bodies into the mud and use them to gain higher ground. The sun beats down on this one last battle. Fiddler and Cuddle discuss whether they should advance when a wave of lethery sorcery begins to sweep toward the Bone Hunters and the Waiting Eater army. As he prepares a protective barrier for the Malazans, Beak thinks about the last time he saw his brother. He lights all his candles as bright as they'll get. He realizes now that purification is final. As Beak's barrier washes over them, all the Bone Hunters' wounds heal and armor repairs, and their hair turns white, except for Stormy and Gessler, who get even more golden. Fiddler invites the Eater into the dome as they toss their swords aside and accept. The Krisnan are burned to ash as they enter, being too corrupted by chaos to be purified. As the Lethary magic descends on the barrier, Beak is overtaken by the flames from his candles, but the pain has been scoured away. Beak has saved the ones he loved, his friends. Lethary mages are buffeted by their deflected magic and blown apart. The remaining army receive word that the Malazans have come ashore and are approaching the river. They turn to head the assault off. Faradan's sword finds Beak's charred remains, hugging his knees to his chest. So small. Henradi Kalag tells Fiddler that Rulad is unbeatable and says they're going to return to their village to begin rebuilding. Beak is greeted at Hood's gate by Hood, who tells Beak that his brother waits on the other side of the gate, that he's been waiting for a while. Beak sees his brother sitting by a stream, surrounded by wax figures. They were made for him. They're beautiful. Hood continues to wait. Rolhandar is overtaken by bloodlust. Massark thinks back to his death knight. He thinks Redmask has failed the all and is killed by a Lethari soldier muttering to himself, keep me alive, please. Redmask rides toward the Lethari camp with thoughts of killing Bivat. As the Kachanchamal gather at his side, he thinks of how he is chosen and of victory. Sag Chirak and Gunth Mach kill Redmask. Tok sees the tides of battle turning against the All, but on the horizon sees an unknown army hopefully coming to their aid. 
He gives Torrent his manuscripts and tells him to take the children toward the mysterious riders on the horizon. Tok rides toward the battle. Tok fires off eight arrows, each striking true. He begins to fight with his scimitar, but is overtaken by the Lothari, who take his face as a trophy. Tool, Hatan, and the rest of the white-faced Bargast clan emerge from the Warren of Talan. Tool had intended on killing everyone in this battle, but upon observing the bravery of that soldier riding alone into battle, decides that the all must be worth saving. For now, at least. Tool asks Torrent what he's carrying, and Torrent says they are the scribblings of that soldier, the Mesla. Tool realizes that the brave soldier he observed was Tak, and begins to wail. Kalava Onas, Tool's sister, sees that the Eater are beginning to join with the Letheri, and Tool begins to ride toward the army, saying the children will live. Bivat watches the Bargast begin their ride toward them. She and Brolhandar recognize the standards and get ready for a final confrontation. Venet Sathad kills Factor Leader Anict. He is indebted once again. Hetan sees her husband kneeling next to Tok's body. She thinks of all the losses suffered that day and the losses to come. Kalava and Hetan look over the corpse of Red Mask. Kalava says the mask is made of Matron's throat. They remove the mask, revealing the pale face of a Lethari man. Hood greets Tok at his gate. Tok thought his soul was sworn to the wolves. Hood tells Tok that his father promised his soul to the Lord of Death. He asks Hood why he still only has one eye. The Reaper gives no reply. Damn wolves. There it is. That's the summary. So, another new character. <laughs> but this one's Start awesome. off strong. Yeah, uh, so uh, we meet Gaskarol Trom. Uh, I mean, Josh, you seem pretty hot on him. Big fan of Gaskarol Trom. Yeah, I mean, just the what the vibes, the the fact that he stopped ten assassins yeah, from killing Brolandar. If you're an assassin, assassin, you know that's you're good in my book. I like you. Yeah. yeah. Now, an are the Lefairy the bad guys in this war? Maybe. It's kind of hard <laughs> at this point. I think yes, but like everyone's kind of shitty. Yeah. Uh, but so, but like Brolandar, until he discovers that he likes to murder people, you know, he's a pretty cool guy up until then. So I think the fact that like someone's been helping him is great. Now, am I happy they're all going to die? Yes. A hundred percent. That's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for this brief moment, I was like, yeah, let's go. I like this guy. He was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's 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 a cool thing. And at the end of this section, when, you know, after Bivat tells brawl like all that that gaskaral trom has done mm -hmm. uh he's like oh i have to die by this guy's side and he like goes I, I like that finally atriprita bivat it just like humbles the shit out of them like they've tried <laughs> 10 fucking times you imbecile and it is through the work yeah. of that guy over there that you're not dead 10 times right. over you big idiot i loved it <laughs> you big idiot yeah uh <laughs> i like at the end of his section and then we just don't come back to it is he ends up with a pile of bodies in his tent he's like well shit <laughs> yeah um i don't really know why maybe it's just the name i feel like i'd get a beer with brol hanadar seems like a good guy you know yeah bro yeah that's the kind of name you'd yell at a bar you know? oh yeah that's pretty good i'd yeah. hang out you know what's up yeah. <laughs> do you <laughs> chill. do you think if you were like best friends you would call each other brol mates wow um, wow <laughs> take a brol in the hay is that something? Oh, I like that. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't uh, have a whole lot about the beginning of this chapter, honestly. Like, well, we got a lot torrent. of meat. Yeah, I say there's a there's a lot of stuff in the in the latter part of this chapter, so I think I'm kind of gonna just just kind of skip. I think through. we can fucking get to it. It's Battle City in this chapter, and it's it, like so the fucking good. it happens. We do it. We're here. We're gonna talk about it. Ding dong. The re- the Reaper is here. But before, sorry, before we do get there, Beak has this whole section ah. talking about Faraday Sword is asking Beak about like if everybody's in the the village. And Beak is like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we have this mage and this mage. And he, like, calls out Bottle, an old-style warlock from the Jakarta people, uh, who were the first people on Malaz Island. I don't know if that's new information. That's just world-building, baby. That's just world-building, baby. And then spots Gessler and Stormy, the Falari ones. It's close to my last name. It's pretty funny. Yes. Um, <laughs> and says that they, have, they were reforged in the fires of Talan, uh, the ones the dragons flew through to gain immunities. And other proofs against magic and worse. So what do we think of that? India, what do you think of that? Of Stormy and Gessler being reforged in this uh, magical dragon immunity fire? I don't know. How many times are they going to be forged in fire? What does it mean? (laughs) The fuck does it mean? Can they die? Yeah, because truth died. Oh, yeah. In the fire. That's right. They're just like pretty much immune to fire and maybe some magic resistance. Are they ascended? And swords and stuff. When they die. I I think. Well, I think they're ascended now. I really truly. I don't know. I think that was what we were like supposed to think is that they were ascended. But now it's just like, oh, no, they walked through this magic fire. I want to say in book two, someone said they were like on the brink of ascending or something like that. But I can't remember for sure. Was that just the bridge burners, though? Well, they're not bridge burners. They're not? Nope. No. <laughs> Fuck me. Nope. They, they, were, they were high up in the command, and then, like, the rest of the people got, like, put way down after the rebellion. Oh, Jesus But they're Christ. not part of the bridge burners. They were their own thing. Got yeah, because I, if I recall, they're actually stationed on the shore of the seven, uh, on, like, a yeah. shoreline in seven cities. Before. Yeah, right, 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 right. And then they trap- finds him, and that's, yes. yeah. Yep, 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 cool. Uh, and then, sorry, in while we're talking about Deadhouse Gates, when they are like reforged, like, do you remember that scene? Like, do you remember when they became golden skinned? Because I on the don't. boat. Yes, it's yep, on the exactly. boat when they're coming it's back. Landa. Yeah. They when yeah. they come. Oh, okay. And okay, then okay, everything okay. goes on fire and they all jump off and then they fly through several yeah. warrens and then they Got come it. out gold. So so the last one. OK, so the last one, the fiery Warren was was to and they they went through the fires of Telus, Carold the ocean. I don't know the fire. That's just, just what what uh, Beak says. And I don't really know any what any of it means, but they, they're immune. So that's fun. It's good to know that like what is happening with them. And they're not just like some weird gods or something. They're just dudes who went through some fire with gold skin with gold skin. Uh, yeah. So then uh, it's battle time, baby. We head back over to Kwasan Tapi and the battle begins and is immediately fumbled by Natarkis. Oh, man, uh, y- y'all. I mean, just generally how are we feeling about this? This terrible uh, fucking bungling of a plan. Oh, my God. So fu- look, pretty much as soon as. It went to his POV and they was like, I was told to wait. I was like, oh, this fucking idiot. <laughs> These goddamned all got to yeah. prove their fucking manhoods all the time. I was so mad. I knew it was going to happen. And like, yeah, exactly what Red Mask said would happen. Like they drove in and just got fucking murdered. Like, yeah. duh, of course. They got destroyed. Yeah. 
Well, here's a question I'm curious about yeah. the, where the th this battle's progressing. Like, how quickly were you like, oh, shit, this is all going bad? Or, like, did you really think we were going to make the turn? Or, like, did you, well, where were you at, you know? I I knew going into this there was no scenario in which the all were the victors. Yeah. I think we all said as much last week. We were all yeah. like, I, if unless something wild happens, there's no way because even come out of this. just the two could change your mind. Like I get it. They took out the mages, but like just the overwhelming numbers, uh, you know, it was just ne they were never going to win this battle. And did you think they had a chance? Uh, no, the, all there was not enough of them. And honestly, like, you know, the could change them all. I thought we're going to be like, like every time we ever read about them, there was like, oh, my God, they're here and we're all going to die. And then suddenly now mm -hmm. it's like, oh, wait, they're all here, but they're actually not going to kill everyone. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Well, guys, it, was that not weird that these could change them all are like so insanely lethal and they like walk up to you? Well, they are in you. But you remember even remember even remember in the, the third book, like they could change them all are really deadly when you are not prepared. But like they are still mortal, like all you have to do is poke them enough and they will die. Right. And they even say like Bivat says in this chapter, it's like, oh, like our strong uh, heavy, heavy spears, yeah, our heavy spears are like piercing their hide. We just like need to because much them. like in Fire Emblem series, heavy spears specifically are good against <laughs> armored opponents. Right. As AJ knows. That makes yeah. sense. Heavy spears, I don't think exist in three houses, actually. They do. Heavy spears are much more lethal than light spears. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, AJ. I'm checking. No, nah, I think all like the armor, the heavy armor ones are called like armor stabber or something. They all have like armor in their name. Yeah, you're right. I didn't expect as many big like as many. What do you mean as many big dead people like like in big in like story important yeah. or like it, oh, it, it, they're dead. Mm. We're, we're, it happened. I mean, yeah, by the end just, of this chapter, everyone who starts involved in this battle is dead except for Torrent, who sucks absolute shit, and then like <sighs> 20 kids. Yeah, yeah. Torrent feels like a... Ah, we'll get there, we'll get there. That's, that's later, that's later. So we, we basically spend this whole chapter flashing back and forth between the uh, desert or, 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 or sea basin battle and the... Uh, confusing. The village battle. Yeah. It was and the so fact good. That, yeah. The fact that it's the same army attacking both of these uh, uh, people. Not me thinking it was one large battle. <laughs> right. They're both <laughs> the Lotharian eater are, are the are the aggressors here. Um, uh, I guess technically they're the defenders. I don't know. Anyway, so the Lethary are up on this ridge. The eater are on the other side. The Lethary is supposed to be the anvil to the eater's hammer. Right. And then the Lethary. The, 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 did we the did we talk about Korab with his bunch of weapons? No, we did. It is funny. Uh, yeah, so Korab. It's one of the best bits in this book by far. Yeah, it's just like if you have enough shit, if you throw it, it'll go fine. You're no, good. it's not even that. He's literally like they will remember the man with many weapons. Yeah, and how he could not be felled until he had used every one of that. It's so fucking good. Yeah, he's such it's, a big dumb idiot. It's his. It's his. It's his blaze of glory that he didn't get. Yeah. You know, well, look, the, there's still some book left. <laughs> there's still some book left. Yeah. So that does happen. But then we get this huge wave of lethary sorcery. Uh oh, a betrayal. <gasps> yeah. Did we see that coming? What did we think? <laughs> I mean, they kept saying they wanted to do something, but I don't know. It's confusing because I think all of their plans they said out loud sounded like they just wanted to have the let the eater kind of get bled out by the the Malazans. I did not expect yeah. them to be like collateral damage, baby. Fuck them <laughs> up. That was yeah. kind of a shock. I mean, the fact that they sent thousands of eater soldiers against this, like, 
I don't know. I, I guess I guess there are thousands of them. I don't really yeah, know how they, many. They, they 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 said there was probably like seven or eight thousand at that point of the of the eater. But how many yeah. how many bone hunters are there? In Under this a thousand. Under a thousand. Right. It's of, just of like this of this Marines. And then like there's yeah. thousands more in the boats. Yeah. I don't know. It just, the, the, the numbers, the numbers game seems like you maybe could have done some better scouting or something. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, so the sorcery's coming and then uh, and then beak little little beak here. I, I can I ask a question of the group, yeah. AJ? Yeah. Do you guys do you guys agree with Fiddler and his choice? I'm fully with Fiddler. I would just turn my back to the to the the terrible magic and just be like, nah, if I can't see it, it's not there. It's not going to get me. <laughs> I love that he I mean, chose the other flank. Yeah, I mean, what are you what are you supposed to do? You know, I mean, you're just supposed to you got to trust that your magic people can help you or I don't know, you're going to die. Like there's yeah. no there's no point in being like watching it come to murder you. Exactly. You know? I was just I just was like Fiddler gets it. I, I'm <laughs> so with him on this. <laughs> um, India, we get we get this beak POV. He's thinking about his brother. Very sad memory. And then uh, he lights all his candles creates this protective barrier very sad very sad very sad it wasn't what i thought would happen i didn't expect him to die Mm. and and then he died all small but then he gets to see his brother and it's good yeah yeah that's a real it's a really uh i don't know it felt like a really good emotional arc for me (laughs) i was extremely sad and then i was very happy yeah i agree very very sad though i was so sad i was so fucking sad i just didn't i just didn't think it would happen yeah it's just heartbreaking. I, yeah. I was I was fully teared up when he was talking with his brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I felt like if I can separate real quick, I feel like this is one of the first times in this series that a character has done something insane, but it was like built up to in a way that I fully was ready for. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel yeah. like many times in this series, you know, a crazy thing happens and you're like, how the fuck? And then, you know, then Steve has to spend a, a little while like backtracking and explaining how it worked. This was such a well done, like start to finish, you know, very soon after meeting Beak, I was like, ah, this poor bastard's going to do something cool and die. And you know what? He did. And it was beautiful. Yeah, I feel like it's it's similar to like introducing the idea of like a shield anvil in memories of ice and like what yeah. a shield anvil does and they take in all this sorrow and like that's their kind of that's their whole job and then with the the uh idkovian payoff at the end i think it's it's kind of a similar arc there mm-hmm. really really good stuff love beak best boy yes purification is final you know Ugh. yeah what a line what a fucking line dude also here uh the eater throw down their swords. They're like, well, fuck this. Well, there's like one way that we survive this uh, and it's to surrender. So they do and they they walk in and they're fine. And then uh, we head back over to Kusantapi. I mean, I mean, Beak dies. That that whole thing happens. But we head back. Well, over we're to not going to we're not going to talk about them being all white. Oh, well, yeah. I, what do you want to say? They're all white. What is that? <laughs> yeah, it's extremely anime. <laughs> it is really they've it's reached their super saiyan form anime. They've, yeah they've been purified everyone all Fuck. white yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> i mean but the red hair is golden that's something you know yeah i mean with hair <laughs> josh i don't know if that's uh, as sculptory as you think it is <laughs> yeah uh-huh, with hair uh-huh. though and you 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 you, you what you, do you mean you by that the, the, you purify the pigment from the hair there's only white left that's why that's why old people turn white they got oh, that, they that. got that white hair well, yeah the, i don't know if it's pigment pigment but it's it's whatever makes your hair a color uh black people's hair turns gray white people's hair can also turn gray or white like I'm i don't know <laughs> um anyway <laughs> 
Yeah, I, and fucking God, now I'm just thinking about uh, Stormy and Gessler are just full Super Saiyan now. Like, they are just completely gold-haired everything. Yeah. Like, they're ready to fucking they go, They have to dude. look terrifying. I, lo- I, love that the, I love that the Eater immediately are like, wow, we have done some fucked up shit. We're out, actually. Goodbye. Yeah. I, I'm really, I, I was like, I didn't want them to join in on the fighting. I thought mm. that was such a better option for them to just mm. dip. Do you think, so now, do you think when they, I mean, when they crossed into the dome, the Krisnen were, were burned away because they couldn't be purified. But do you think that these Eater, like, I mean, they had already surrendered. But do you think them walking through the dome was like, oh, we're not going to fight anymore. We're just going to go back to our village. Like, do you think that was what did it? Uh, no, no, no. The dome was, please save us, you know, and we'll figure the rest out after. We've just been betrayed. Right. And the dome turned them into, yeah. wow, let's just go back to hunting seals. This fucking blows. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Back on Quasan Toppy. <laughs> Massark thinks Red Mask fails. Massark dies. Rest in peace, Massark. And then, hey... The Kachain Shamal. The Kachain Shamal. Kill Red Mask. Pete, mm. when, you re- when you read this the first time, were you surprised? Um, Yeah, I think I was surprised. I mean, it was a long time <laughs> ago, but it's definitely not how I thought this whole thing was going to wrap up. So Yeah, it did. It kind of felt like weirdly abrupt and like there wasn't much. I mean, this this we've been talking. We talk about Red Mask every time we talk about the all, obviously, but like we spent barely any time with him in this chapter. Or in the last few chapters, like in this whole section of the book, we haven't really gotten really any Red Mask speak. Yes, Josh. Which I wonder if this was the real Red Mask or not. Mm, Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I think, too. But like when we get the Red Mask POV here, he's like thinking about that's what's confusing to me because I went back and read that section. I was like, maybe they're like the Red Mask POV isn't as like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's confusing, man. You think you think maybe he 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 pieced out at some point? I don't know because I don't think that yeah because that's the problem is that POV really sees the Kachain Shamal as his and who would be thinking that if not fucking Red Mask? Yeah, but so, it, it's got me thinking maybe is there a real Red Mask out there? Because and this guy's just been using the name, but then why is he so good at the weapons? And he he talks about the East. So many fucking questions. Right. Well, and then we get his whole like he's got the flashbacks of his family. Like yeah. they talk. He talks about that, and I th- now it's got me thinking. Maybe Red Mask's a ghost or something. I don't know, man. This, this is one of the I, most yeah. confusing things I think has happened in this book. If if in a chapter we find out that like this was some random person and Red Mask switched with this random person like two battles ago or something, I'm gonna be livid. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know what else it could be. If he's really I, dead, I'm gonna be pissed that we spent time with him at all because <laughs> we learned jack shit. Yeah, India. What do you make of this? What do you make of this? This Kachain Shamal betrayal of of of. I mean, I guess we've, we've kind of already touched on it, but of Red Mask's true identity. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. I yeah. don't understand. I don't, it doesn't, I don't know if I thought about it like you guys. Now you guys are like making me think more, whereas mm. I was just like, oh shit, I can't believe that. Kept on going. Yeah. But um, as in, oh shit, I can't believe the Kachain Shamal killed Red Mask. Yeah. But now you're telling me that you think that that's not actually Red Mask. It just feels crazy that it would be Red Mask after all this. Like, that's how he fucking dies. It's just weird. Could they have just put a red mask on someone? Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of unsatisfying ends to characters in this series. So I would not be shocked if this is just the end of Red Mask. But like, I I kind of expected more from a character introduced in book seven. I like don't expect anything. There are so many characters. You could kill off any single one of them and it wouldn't matter. Which I learned when they killed off Whiskey Jack. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah, true. I feel like every story in this book is so insignificant. 
remotely significant to like the bre- the larger story. I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. you could say that his story is wrapped up like this very simply. I kind of yeah. want to Google it. <laughs> don't Google Let's it. Let's not say we did. I'm just I, I, I'm, I'm just like skimming back over the section. Me too. <sighs> PB thoughts words. Well, <laughs> Pete cannot answer that. <laughs> just say you can't answer it. I'm going <laughs> to say that he's dead. <laughs> okay. All right. Only because I, I I really was debating what to say, but I don't really see a huge benefit to you guys reading the next two chapters and seeing that he's not in those chapters. You know, so that's that's there. I there are ambiguous elements to the ending of that story, but him being oh. alive or not is not it. So, oh, uh, okay. To me, the only ambiguity which I was talking about with some people on the Discord is in regards to this last minute, like oh. He has white. He has white skin thing, you know. And like he I'm is cur- leathery person. I'm curious what you guys make of that as a meaning, and what you think that means for his storyline with the all, you know. But I don't know because I mean, Hatan says like sh- she remarks like, "Oh, they all look the same." Like she says that the all and the the Lethari all look the same. Like there are people just fighting each other. It's inter- it's interesting point. you say that. I read that quote in kind of a different way. Oh, yeah, and that's actually think I think that's kind of why these two battles are ran parallel is to kind of draw an equivalency between the battles. Is is kind of my reading on it, but um, the the battle with the Malzans and the battle. Yeah, it's, it's like look at these. I don't know. It, it, to me, I think I read that quote as like. Like in war, everyone loses, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, these justifications, the uh, these justifications just don't ultimately it just breeds violence and death. Right. And it's kind of drawing in a comparison between these two types of violence. Uh, I kind of like your idea, too. So does he just wear a red yeah. mask I, because he's white yeah, and doesn't probably. want them to know that he's like not one of them? Maybe like he was like hiding. Why did they kill him then? Why did they ch- turn against him? He f- he f- he failed them. It's it's yeah. so failed ambiguous. Them how? What was it? What was By he supposed to do? By fucking failing this battle, I don't. We don't know he, any. He, that's he the problem. The, is like we're not. Yeah. Uh, we might not ever know, which would be very unsatisfying. Yeah, it's kind of so. fucked up. Not gonna lie. Like if we don't just if we it, that's just the way it is, and he just they just killed him, and I don't know why. I'm a little bit upset, but I guess a lot of people get killed, and I don't know why. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think I think the way that I'm going to read it is that Hatan just can't tell the difference between a a, a white skinned all or a Lethari person. Uh, I just don't know that. Just I mean, like, why say he's Lethari then? You know what I mean? Why sure. even introduce that doubt if it's not going to be like a real thing? Because, Josh, does it really matter? All people in war just end up dead, you know? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's also there's also some readings of this where like someone was saying it's like, oh, well, he was a plant by the Lethari or that, you know, that's what one of our or, or, or talking about that or trying to characterize Red Mask in some way as essentially Lethari and not all. And yeah, I don't know about that. I feel like that's maybe kind of what the book's getting at thematically, but I, I don't know. I I was just curious what you guys thought about it. It's kind of an interesting thing in my head. So does he what he was? He was shunned from the all after the death of his sister. Right. Mm. 
But did we ever get like specifically what happened there with his with the factor? You mean no with with his excommunication? Like what led to? We his don't have like a flashback to that if that's what you mean. Yeah, like we don't get any any specific info. It just really I don't know. I just wonder what it's trying to get at there. Is my thought, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what people think about uh, the that this Lethary element, and also kind of just bigger yeah. thoughts about the Red Mask stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, give us your takes. Email us, tweet us, Discord us. Moving into the called shot zone, Joshua Baker Fucking from across shit with the from across the court. Cannot Fucking believe I got hail that. Mary pass the ball through the net. The white-faced Bargast are here, baby. Not only with the white-faced Bargast, also Josh last week on the episode sits there and goes, well, it seems like they're going to die, but they can't all die. What would be the point of the storyline if they all died? You know, they did lose the battle, so. (laughs) Yeah. It almost feels like the purpose of this entire storyline was for the Bargast to show up and now go east, the place we thought they all were going to go. Yeah. (laughs) The Bargaster yeah, here, baby. Uh, Hedden's back. Yeah. yeah. And he- Tool. Tool. And and he's sad. Is Tool married to Hedden? Yeah, there yes. are couples. Yes. That's, that's a new How info we fucking have. Awesome. What a fucking payoff. <laughs> it's good stuff. It is, it's I, I, I like fucking it. Yeah. shit I do like. <laughs> uh, Kalava is also here. Don't forget, she can turn into a big panther. Yes, uh, she's great. Yeah, and I really love this this final scene with Bivat and Brol Handar seeing the standards of the Bargast and being like, ah, fuck. There's no way. There's no way we can. We're coming back from this. Like, oh we yeah, just, this is this is fucking it, dude. Good stuff. Great that they're here. So, sad for Tool. Also, I mean, I, I guess we we've kind of been talking around it. Talk is dead. I know. Um, I don't want to. I didn't want to think about it because then it's real. <laughs> Yeah, he's fucking Aster. So sad. Talk was the so younger. close to saving him. Talk the one-eyed, etc., etc., etc. And he doesn't even get to go be with his wolf friends. He's fucking stuck in Hood's realm because his dad's part of that cult of Hood that fucking yeah. Whiskey Jack was in, and yep. all those fucking people. Yeah. Um. And he says he he drops that Dasimol Tor uh like didn't stay to his word. Did we have we have we heard that before? I don't. Th- I think that's the first time you hear about it. Yeah, I don't okay. think we knew that Decimal Tor was. I mean, we still don't even have a great grasp of who the fuck that is. I forget. Yeah, always. well, that's every time his name comes up. I'm like, do we know anything about Decimal Tor? Maybe he was the I first like I- sword of the Empire. Maybe he's asleep in an Azath house somewhere. He was the first sword when Kellenved and Dancer made the. Is Empire. he is he in the house with Kalam asleep you- recovering? Or is that his daughter or something? His daughter is in the Azath house in Seven Cities. They saw. Yeah, you, you see her there in Deadhouse Gates. That's okay. That's it. Jesus. What a pull, Josh. Guys, I want to read this thing that I like. Yeah. So it's when Tool and uh, Hattan are talking. Mm -hmm. It's so sad. And he's like, they portrayed him. Yet see this day he wrote to the enemy to save the lives of these children. Yes, I do not understand. And then she says, you've told me many tales, husband, of your friend of Talk the Younger and the honor within him. I ask you this. How could he not? Yeah, dude. So, so, so sad. But so true. Yeah. That's Everything about that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
I cry. I cried um, at the talk death this time. I knew it was coming. I still was really sad about it. So, <laughs> especially, it's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's just like the boy is only ever taking licks. You know, mm-hmm. talk the L taker. You yeah. know, That's all so he true. does is take one for the team. Literally. Well, in fairness, the whole thing with the matron was like low key his fault, but. <laughs> his fault well if i recall if i recall he was like man all these people are so strong and i'm just holding them back i'm gonna go off you know on what my you own. are not wrong you are not wrong um, into and then and that's when he went to anastar right and then he got he he went ahead and got he got captured by them and yeah. was with the uh Whatever they're the screaming Mem- memes. M- Memories of Ice is such a good book. Un- incredible. It really, really is. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's kind of like every time we get near the ends of these books and like we're reintroduced to stuff from like the previous books and inevitably something from Memories of Ice. I'm like, man, Memories of Ice is a good fucking Memories book. Memories of Ice is a good fucking book. This is good, too, though. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is also good. I'm, I'm so glad you're liking it. And uh, when when the Bargast show up, Tool says something about seeing the 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 murdered gray swords uh and wolves running away with their hearts yeah we saw that um, we saw that happen yeah i just like that's gotta that's something right like uh, that's they got, they, they were I, taken to the wolves you know i don't know but i just think back to like when coltane dies and uh, all the ravens come or the crows come to take his soul uh, or whatever you. i hear you like i feel like it's gotta be something you know, could I don't know, be, but I think be. maybe you're maybe you just might be right, Josh, that it's just like the wolves come to to take what's theirs or whatever. I mean, that's and that's kind of the end of the chapter. Hood meets talk at the gate. Talk says, where's my eye? That was funny. Hood says nothing. And then we end on damn wolves. So that's chapter 22. Guys, I got to say, these are some good chapters. Yep. These are some good. I'm not usually super hot on the chapters that are like all battle, but big into well, this these one. were like big big into more this one. like i feel like usually the i don't know for some reason this felt more like emotional i guess mm-hmm. for me at least maybe it's because i knew the characters so i was like what the fuck is gonna happen whereas before i'm usually like and also it was like less tactical i feel i don't know it was a lot mm. easier well in fairness i also thought this was one large battle but it felt a lot easier to digest yeah i mean i i think it's been a bit since we've had like end of the book battle payoff you know i i think right like god how's the last book end i, I forgot you i as soon as you said that i started thinking about it it ends at my last city which isn't a real battle yeah it's like kind of right. a battle i mean yucatan's in the middle book five ends yeah, with you, the courtroom stuff and it's not really a battle there's some battle stuff in five but right but that's that's more like the campaign like we're going through the the campaign of the eater and stuff like we don't we don't end on some sort of like you know, huge military confrontation or whatever. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think it's good. I think it, it's it's the most characters we've had involved in confrontations because it's it's basically mostly every character except the ones that are in Leather. Right. Like, yeah, they're all involved here. So, yeah, I think, India, what you said about it being like it's more emotional, like absolutely right, because there's just so much. There's just so many people involved in all these things like all of the bone hunters groups are all together now fighting the same battle you know that 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 beak fucking story line is just so sad um so good chapters good book uh i'm looking forward to the next couple of chapters uh what do we think gang how is this book gonna end well i just don't even i don't know anymore. you know exactly where we haven't been guys 
to see Rulad. Yeah, yeah. The Bone Hunters' path is now unimpeded because the Letheri left to go take on Tavor and stuff at the river. So now they're they're free. The ones at the village are just free to march right on into the Empire. Yep. Or into the city, rather. Yeah. Uh, do we think there's going to be some sort of big, another big confrontation there or what? Do we? Th- I, 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 I personally do not think so. Here's my call. I still think that at the same time that all this is happening, uh, it's going to be Tehol's drowning ceremony and Shirkalaw is going to save him from the water as the mm-hmm. ships go into the harbor. Mm-hmm. That is my mm-hmm. call or some bullshit like that. Can't wait. Sure. India, do you have a called shot? Mm, male is going to save Tehol from the water. Mm-hmm. But also, my called shot is going to be that this whole two chapters is falling action and nothing is going to be resolved and we're mm-hmm. just going to act as if it never happened in the next book until uh. a few chapters in. Wow. Well, do you know what mm-hmm. book? I, we actually probably have to go to a totally new continent with totally new characters. Really start a new story. <laughs> Pete, <laughs> Pete, I need you to talk. I need you to look me dead in the eyes. Are there any more new continents, Peter? Um, Peter, you're not. You're <laughs> purposely avoiding eye contact. It depends what you mean by new. No eyes. I will say, I really, I really thought today was going to be a much more serious episode because of all the deaths of such mi- kind of loved characters. Well, here's the thing, Peter. They're fictional, so I next, just I, I, for, I, listen. Next. It's all very sad, and I, I'm, it, yeah. and I was like, man, I thought we're really gonna hang out, but I feel like we were actually pretty loose, loose show today, just hanging out, baby. So he just avoided answering that question. Yeah, but Pete, you did totally avoid that question. Yeah, huh? you did. Um, you did. What if I answer it with a song? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> You need, you need a you need a starting pitch. All right, that's a good compromise. Um. Seven cities assail Jackaruku, the 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 islands from Storm, uh, Stone Builder. Um, bum 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 bum, Ganabacus. Uh, bum 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 bum, um, Latheris. There we go. There are several yeah, continents. And that was a bad maybe, song. Maybe there are others. <laughs> AJ, take us away from this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's 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 going to do it for us, unless anybody else has any other hot takes they'd like to level. But uh, otherwise, we'll see you in a couple of weeks for our final episode, uh, and you'll hear from me. There's only one episode left. Yeah, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of pages left. A lot of pages left, baby. We fucking counting it down. It's the final countdown. Do you know what we should do to end the show again? Copyright infringement. Let's all let's all sing our chord again. All right, here we go. One, two, three. Bye. Perfect. See you. Bye. Bye. Hello, everybody. Producer AJ here. Bummed that my Taco Bell order was messed up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to give us your thoughts or feelings about this or any of our episodes or thoughts on this whole hosting deal that we've been doing this season, you can always email us 10verybigbooks at gmail.com or tweet us at 10verybigbooks or head on over to our Discord bit.ly slash VBB Discord. That's capital V, capital B, capital B, capital D. 
Discord. That link will also be in the show notes. Thank you to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. If you'd like to financially support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash 10 very big books. That link will also be in the show notes. And patrons, keep an eye out on that feed for a special episode. And probably today, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, but in the next couple of days at least. And... As always, thank you so very much to Dan Gezerick for making our spectacular cover art. You can follow him on Twitter at A underscore W underscore Dan G for the end of Amy's run. And of course, the wonderful music in today's episode, including the remixed intro and outro tracks, is by the one, the only, Amaranthin from their album Simulant Rain, which you can find along with their other music, including a single of the remixed show theme on bandcamp.com. Links to their pages will be in the show notes, and 10 Very Big Books will be back in two weeks on February 11th, where we'll be discussing chapters 23, 24, and the epilogue of Reaper's Gale. This is it, baby! I'll talk to you then, and thank you so much for listening. So is that the that's the intro now? I We're guess it's about the, the it was a really good intro in our chat last night. Why didn't we use that? That's we can't use that intro. That's forbidden. That's for our eyes only. Oh, 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 oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, okay. I literally don't know what we're talking about. Josh, you do know what we're talking Josh, about. Josh, it's specifically about you. It's in reference. Is it the trench coat thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the trench okay. coat. <laughs> okay. I love this, actually. This is a really good intro. <laughs> no, we cannot cut keep this in. Why so. not? I'm keeping it in. But now we're just... We, but well, this now is gone bad radio. Now we're just taught... It's gone on too long now, but I think it was funny when we were puzzling it out. Well...